Hello, and welcome to a podcast of things we do on the radio. Oh no, I can hear my nose is a little bit snotty. Mm. Well, it's going to be a good one then, isn't it? Uh, enjoy those sounds while we talk about some random stories from the news that sounded an awful lot like this. Here's what we're dealing with on today's show. Let's have a little look over here. I'm trying to stay positive about getting older. It's not even near my birthday. It's only one of those days, I suppose. Um, there's someone who named a child something. Obviously, that's been the front of my mind relatively recently. I think we did all right with naming my little lad. We'll see what this woman did. Strictly Watch, because there's something in the news about Strictly. I've still not watched it. That's the update. Spoiler alert. It's a thing that might be podcast only, but might not be, because there's another thing that's podcast only and is worse. So we might just put that thing. Oh, and good news about Daniel Craig. Something we've all been wanting. Entertainment news. Larry's not here today because uh, he's been busy. But in the world of entertainment news, it's good for... Where's my piece of paper? Um, Daniel Craig. Because he's finally, and I say finally as if we've been actually waiting for this, he's been given the same status as James Bond. Um, not as in, like, fictional. Not as in everyone's going on about he should be played by a woman next time. The fact that Commander Bond has the rank of Commander... And now Daniel Craig is also a commander. So, I think you're right. It doesn't mean anything, does it? But it fills the newspapers. I just feel sorry for the ones that they didn't do it to. Not only just the other Bond people who didn't get to be commanders, but Peter Falk, who played Columbo, was never granted the title of lieutenant. And I think that's a shame, because maybe he could have solved crime. He seemed good at it. Johnny Depp. Not a captain like Captain Jack Sparrow, but he's had enough on his plate. I mean. Morgan Freeman once played the president, and he never got to be president. Also, in a film, he played God. To be honest, that guy's aimed too high. This is in the news about getting older, and I'm certainly feeling older these days. Oh, me sciatica. Me periformis. Ooh, I'm rubbing it now, and it feels good. So maybe we'll do that after I've stopped talking. Um, people give up trying to be trendy by the age of 35. The same age as uh, Drake and Blake Lively are, according to the newspaper. Poll of 2000 adults say that 37% feel overwhelmed by the volume of trends sweeping the fashion pages and social media feeds. I didn't even know. This is how with it I am. I wasn't incredibly sure there were such things as fashion pages. Where do people find the fact? I don't, I don't even want to know. If anything, I disagree with this story because it frames it as in, oh, isn't it terrible that people hit an age and stop caring about trends? one of the best things about getting older, isn't it? I, I literally don't care. I was annoyed growing up because we were a poor family and I remember thinking like, oh, why is it everyone at school has like nice clothes and nice trainers and I'm worried about having such rubbish trainers. These days, I buy shoes that are worse. They are worth less than the coffees I buy. I mean, that's not a good... They, they also don't last as long as the coffees I buy, but... I don't care about being stylish anymore, and it is so freeing. Embrace it! Because now I can look back over fashion disasters I had when I was younger. Oh, I bought some shirts that looked like I'd been sick on myself. In fact, fashion disasters that you're proud to have left behind. Oh, it's time to do our becoming a regular feature, even though I still don't know what I'm talking about. It's Strictly Watch. Not on there, it isn't. Strictly Watch. Strictly Watch. Click the wrong thing. But um, Strictly Watch, in Strictly News, I've still not seen it, but in the newspapers, Anton de Berg. What's that? Is it not? 
Well, you know, potato, potato. Um, has asked the Strictly Mole to stop giving away the show's secrets. The mystery figure has been condemned for sharing results of the dance ahead of the Sunday results show. Addressing the Mole, Strictly Judge Anton said, um, um, said, please stop. I don't know who you are, but please stop. I don't know. Anything about reality TV that gets it in the news, I kind of would believe that it was all made up. They do stuff like that to make it, you know, to get in the, the column inches. But also, if you are the Strictly Mole, and I'm sure you're listening to this show if you are, carry on doing it, would you? Because it saves me watching the show, and it's the only reason I managed to get a feature out of this. So, as you were, it's time 107.5. Strictly Watch. Strictly Watch. A mum who named her baby after the pandemic has no regrets about her decision, according to this. 36-year-old Jodie Cross, that's the name of the mum, nothing wrong so far, became pregnant with her first daughter during the second COVID lockdown of 2021. We know what you got up to. The, which, more than just watching Netflix, which is all that I did. Um, baby Lockie arrived in November 28th. Okay, also named Lockie after lockdown. No, because I thought if you're naming it after a pandemic, Pandora might have been closer. But no, Lockie is... I mean, you could have called it Lou because of all the Lou roles we had to fight over, but that was more of a lockdown one thing, wasn't it? Corona. If if it weren't for the fact that we think of coronavirus so so easily, it's actually quite a nice name, isn't it? Have you met my other half, Corona? Vaccine rhymes with Maxine. So it's not that far. I mean, I, any of these would have done. In fact, there probably would be some sort of name spelt... P-E-E-P-I pronounced P-P-E or something like that. All of these would have been, look, there's nothing wrong with how you've named your daughter. And there's nothing wrong with calling a Lockie. But sounds less like you've named them after the pandemic and more like a big monster in Scotland. But it's up to you and I'm not judging. Afternoon, I'm Steve. Got an itch right there. Oh, that's how you do that. So yeah, good day so far. I managed to get that itch. And we're doing a show. I think it's going all right. Um, this is in the news. Again, maybe we should have got Larry on today, but he's busy. A tablecloth with doodles drawn on by the Beatles before their last concert is tipped to fetch £60,000. The band scribbled on a strip of white cotton before they went and did their gig. And that way, now it's... So can, we, can we stop spending that much money on things like that? Because if you take a step back and maybe consider time to be part of space-time and therefore doesn't really matter that things are old all it is is something that's been doodled on no wonder we are struggling with inflation when people are taking a tablecloth letting it sit for a while and then it's sixty thousand pounds because to be honest you can still get two of the beetles to doodle on it get a new tablecloth and if you're in the right circles you could 30k you can make one of those but having said that i'm all up for making some money so um, if you want me to doodle on anything, do get in touch. I will. Uh, maybe I'll put one on eBay. In fact, we did that as a feature on radio years ago, earlier in my career. I think Britney Spears sold something online. So we did a radio bit where I signed some pants and put those on eBay. And um, don't really know what's happened to them, but they're probably forming some part of a binding contract I'll find out about later. We were talking about fashion faux pas after a piece of research says by the end of 35, you're done with it, mate. And I'm so happy to be done with it. I'm actually looking forward to even further in the future where not only am I not paying attention to trends, I'm just generally obnoxious. 
We're getting there, slowly, but well, not even that slowly, really. Uh, John gets in touch, and th- we're talking about the fashion faux pas you've done. Says, I once bought a Lechoch t-shirt from the market, only to be told by a mate down the pub that it was snide. Uh, when I asked what makes you think that, he replied, the crocodile is sewn on the wrong way around. The, what, uh, upside down? What? Facing you, that's on the inside. Oh, that did. There's another phone in there about dodgy goods, isn't there? We should do that one day. Number of, I bought some smartwatch thing off the internet and I'm not incredibly sure it's not spying on me for China, but. I mean, if it is, they must be bored. Jack D's in the papers for saying that he used to lace food of customers he didn't like with garlic when he was working as a waiter. And what I like about this story is, I was chatting with someone in the production crew for Late Night Mash, and she still works in the service industry on the weekend, and she was saying what she does if she doesn't like a customer. Far worse than what he does. I, because the thing about adding garlic to something um, is that you've improved it. <laughs> if, if a way, if, the idea that you upset a waiter and he goes off and just gives you more free ingredients. So, basically, Jack, as much as you like to think you're grumpy, you should see the woman I work with. In comparison, ooh, you don't want to touch that dish. This story we can't talk about much, but the hunt is on for a man who's been handing women notes asking to see them nude uh, down by the canal in uh, Quedgley, Gloucestershire, and police are looking for him. What are you looking for him for? You know where he is. He's down by the canal. And that's your podcast done for another day. This is your podcast only material because you can't broadcast this, but it was in the papers. A lubricant, actually. I need the beeps thing. Get me the beeps thing ready. Fade that up so I can do the beeps. Right. <clears throat> Oh, you know something's coming, don't you? Um, A lubricant made with cow snot could potentially protect against sexually transmitted infections, such as herpes. Scientists in Sweden say the promising gel could prevent the spread of STIs. Mm. Um, So a lubricant made out of cow snot. It sounds a good idea, but what happens if I don't want to have to face a cow in the mouth? Good questions, and hopefully one day we'll find out the answer. Um, Get subscribed. Track me down on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen, which is basically me just tweeting stuff about the government because it's fun, isn't it? And until next time, bye.